goal chance for Conor McGrath. Bernie surely give it in, Conor. What a goal! Mackey heading it towards the 21 metre line. Keep Mackey chance. still going. Go on, your boy. Goal is up for Cats. Oh, what a goal! I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now anywhere in the world. It's time to take Sam to throne. If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the whingers and the whiners are forgotten. The characters remembered briefly. But will stick in your mind at the champions who showed class. I want nothing to do with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. It's a small change before the game, worth the street. Hello, how's it going? Welcome along to week two of the Friday GAA podcast. Nathan here in the presenter's chair this week. Our Friday GA podcast in association with GAA Go, official home for live and on-demand GA match streaming worldwide. I would like to say that week one was a roaring success, but the fact that only two of last week's participants remain means that we've been pretty ruthless. We want to keep the standard quite high. We got rid of Adrian Barry. We got rid of Jared Gilroy. We only needed one man to replace them, though. McIntyre has arrived. The brains of the operation. Good afternoon, all. Are you well? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm excited about the weekend that is um, later ahead of me. The podcast a bit like the championship. Just because you got rid of this week, you will get a second chance. Adrian <laughs> and Jer will return at some stage. Also here, the Gary Neville of the pod. He is to tactical analysis what Caitlyn Jenner is to gender transition. It's Tommy Rooney. <laughs> what does that even mean? The leading light? Shining example? Caitlyn Jenner, it's an incredible transformation. She's quite oh, an attractive yeah? woman. <laughs> she certainly is. Yeah, she is. She is a woman now, right? She is. Well, I don't know what the exact technical situation is, but fair play. I don't know what the exact technical term is, but fair play. <laughs> you know, everyone to their each their own. I was I was being complimentary to you, Tommy, with that introduction. I just I was surprised that it was set for me. I was looking at Woolly. I thought that's where it's directed. You know, he would never be that complimentary towards me. Woolly is here as well. Hates golf. Loves beer is what we got from last Sunday. Homer Simpson. Yeah, you're back. I'm you're back, back yeah. on the sideline this weekend as well. No golf to go to. No you're golf. You're not going to, go to travel to. up to the Nordea Masters. No, no. It's uh, he- you're, you're heading sufficiently north that you won't actually be too far away from the Nordea Masters in in Sweden. Nordea this Masters. Sunday afternoon. This this is our third year in a row to be in Celtic Park. It's outside of Killarney. It's the farthest journey we can we can do. This what time are you setting off it, Sunday morning? Oh yeah, let, let's talk about that just briefly before okay. we get in. So for just for some background, Dave and Wooly spend a lot of time together over the do. course of the summer, and they have a different outlook. I think it's fair to say on <laughs> preparation, punctuality in that, and pun- preparation and punctuality. They certainly have a different outlook. Oh, but I'm listen. My punk. I'm I'm usually punctual. Usually, 100%, but I land five Usually minutes. Usually, really, okay. 100%? I'm, I'm, I'm very, very rarely I'm late into work. Very rarely I'm late for anything. But I land five minutes before I need to. Dave lands two hours before he needs to. No, on the on. off chance that there might be a traffic jam that ne- has never happened in the three years Would you not accept together. that the time that you land and the time that I la- need to land, there's a difference in those two times, no? You, you, your exact okay, words, everybody your exact words are, I land half, five minutes before you need to. That's fine. We're I land five minutes before I need to as well. You land five minutes before two hours that you need Which to. Which is exactly we're, when I need to land. We're leaving Sunday morning at half past eight. That's fair enough. The match is at two o'clock. Yeah. Sure, it's going to take you three and a half hours to drive up there. Yes. Three hours. 
It's going to take three and a half hours or to no, get there. Or, I'm presenting one hour of the show from yeah. one to two, which means I'd like to be there around midday so I can get ready for that hour. Is there anything wrong with that? We you, won't be back that night until maybe seven o'clock. People think this is glamorous going up there. Will you stop for a bit of, Will you stop for a bit of grub? No, no Wally, will, Wally will get a takeaway on the way out of the stadium. A hot dog and maybe Dave, a burger. Dave will eat, I'll, I'll get a curry chip and a burger and Dave will eat some boiled chicken and maybe a hard boiled egg or something on the way home. Which of, you, which of you was the one time athlete here? <laughs> yeah. So Someone actually tweeted at the roadshow last night that I had a Ned Kelly, which I probably do. What's I a do Ned Kelly? A belly. I was a little bit hurt by it. It was a blue denim shirt Between I was wearing and it accentuated, and it accentuated my... Lift, my it up, lift up the San Diego... Oh, t- here. Mm, they weren't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to tweet a picture for all the ladies out there. Right, so this weekend on Off The Ball, I'm going to tell you what's coming up. And I'm going to use the 42.ie, one of my favourite websites, to tell you what's coming up on Off The Ball. So, Kildare against Leash. It's live on Sky Sports. Dave McIntyre will be on commentary duty. Dave McIntyre also has an exclusive interview on Off The Ball with the Armagh manager Kieran McGinney this Saturday, which begins at one o'clock. He'll be joined in studio by James Horan, who'll give his predictions for all the weekend's action by location. Very good. Galway against <laughs> Dublin in the hurling. There'll be commentary from Tullamore from Off The Ball as Dave McIntyre gives updates throughout the show. Derry against Town, Celtic Park, Sunday at two o'clock. Dave McIntyre will be joined in Off The Ball by Colin Parkinson and Lee McHale for live commentary from the Ulster quarterfinal. But hey, far be it for me to say if Dave is vain. He has given the ver- one line. Oshin Langan will be giving updates from Waterford against Cork on Off the Ball. I so who was writing? <laughs> I, what I want to know is who <laughs> submitted that? Yeah. It was either myself. 42. It was either myself or Adrian Barry. If it was me, I have been grossly misrepresented, what and I be, shall be making you, a, a formal complaint to my good friend Fintan O'Toole. You either did it or you didn't. I can't remember if it was I that sent the email. I of certainly you can remember. I that. certainly would have said we will have live coverage from Tullamore. Yeah. Which we will. Yeah, you're and going to be busy, be Dave. You're going to be busy. And we do have be... an exclusive um, radio interview with uh, Kieran McGinney. Yeah, that's very much accurate. And I will be providing uh, full commentary from Celtic Park as Derry take on Dunny or take on down. He's putting us all to shame. Yeah, he's a media whore. That was an early morning for McGinney. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like early morning for McGinney. Talk to us. It was an early morning for me. So me? I think it was last Friday or last Thursday. The email arrived in from the Armagh press officer saying, yeah, we're going to have our media briefing next Monday, 7am. Newry. In Newry. Bank holiday. Bank holiday Monday. <laughs> and I was actually beside Woolly wherever we were. And Woolly's like, not a hope in hell. Dave left three days in advance for that. <laughs> such an early start. I would, I, I would, <laughs> when set I, off on Friday evening. <laughs> Adrian tentatively sent, our sports editor tentatively sent an email. Would there be anyone to cover this? And I went back, look, I might as well mop that stage anyway with the little fella. Yeah, I'll go. Two minutes later, an email from Woolly. Phew, exclamation mark. As if the implication was, had I not stepped up and decided to go, that Woolly was next up and going to take upon himself to head up January. I, I think not. I've listened to the interview. It's really good. It's very interesting. He's a and fascinating man. Dave McIntyre is, I think it's fair to say, Tommy, a little bit pissed off. I've been up at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> and oh, he yeah. doesn't mind letting Geezer know about it. Yeah. I'm looking forward well, to look, it. I'll hear it all tomorrow. Kieran McGinney would have no appreciation for getting up for at you. that hour Why did he for say a he media day and to be given an easy ride. Why did he say he did it? Um, because it was convenient for both him and the two players, Kieran McKeever and Tony Kernan. And it also meant that when it's that early on a work day, 
which it was of course north of the border it means that there is a time limit on it we can't keep them there till 10 or 11 in the afternoon or the morning whereas and I see his point because we've been in many launches many press nights press evenings over the years where it starts at 8 and the manager finds himself still there at 10 or 10.30 Jimmy Guinness has been in that situation many times for Ulster final launches so everyone knows the two boys have to be in work Tony and Kieran and Kiernan uh, and Kieran McKeever so they're gone by 9 you just didn't go up because you're afraid of Kieran McKeever. We've established that over. <laughs> I'm not afraid. With your little pop belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, come on. That is harsh. I'm not afraid of no man, let alone Kieran oh, McKeever. Whoa. Fight and talk <laughs> from Woolley. Okay, I well, told you, Kieran McKeever did ring me up and told me in no uncertain terms that he wasn't happy with my Twitter uh, okay. coverage. Of Was this last year? Incidents. No, this year. Armagh played Donegal so in the Ulster quarterfinal. Very much, was this after really the Tyrone it. game, first game of the season when yeah. he was sent off? No, it could have been the second. I think they had another row in okay. the league. And I I was pointing out his indiscretions and how he continually gets involved in skirmishes and rows. And I think he called him a bully. But he didn't really like this. And he called me up and told me that he didn't really like it. So right. he had a few words on the phone. And it worked because I haven't mentioned him since. <laughs> and um, we have Armagh Donegal live on Sunday week from uh, the Athletic Grounds. Are you, are you going to be up there on, in your usual sideline role? I'm off for the next oh, two weeks. Oh, he's off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's decided to take that day off as oh, well. I'm going to see sessions. What, what a coincidence that he will not be uh, crossing paths with Kieran McKeever. I've seen Kieran McKeever in Crow Park last, last year. He just walked past me. It's no big odds. No big odds. Right, so this Sunday, we've live coverage of Derry against Down, Celtic Park. Woolley's going to be on the sideline for this one. He's going to make the effort. Aaron Kernan is going to be on co-commentary with Dave. Tommy, I was just on the News Talk website. You've done a very slick tactical preview of this game sell it to our listeners yeah I just had a look at Down's year this year um, had a look at Keanu Mooney he's a player that I've always been fascinated with growing up um, we're kind of the same age so when I was coming up to school in Monaghan Mooney was the name you always heard in terms of Hogan Cup why did you go to school in Monaghan I went to an Irish school in Monaghan and just that's why there. you call I thought his name was Kalon. how do you pronounce the name the pr- correct pronunciation I don't know. I didn't even notice. Kaelin. Kaelin. Maybe yeah. it's Kaelin. Kaelin. I'm no. not sure. No, I, th- I presume you're correct, considering you went to an Irish school. Okay, we'll, we'll go with what I have. Um, but, so was uh, this a boarding school in Monaghan? No, it was a... I got a bus from Mead every morning. What part of Monaghan? Is this like a... Monaghan town. Keen Murta story. Part, what part of Mead? Mead Hill. Right How long was Where's that? Where's Mead Hill? How long a journey hour, is that every morning? An hour long. Every morning. And there's a bus that goes from Mead Nasty. Hill to... They had a bus set up especially for me. A Tommy bus. The school was just, <laughs> just starting off, so... Um, there you go. There you go, yeah. Anyway. Right. Six years in Monaghan. You were looking at Caelan Mooney. That's why my accent is like this. Caelan Mooney. Yeah, I think he's going to have a massive impact on Down this year. I think Down are actually quite an interesting team. We don't know that much about a lot of the young lads that are coming through. But with Mark Poland and Kevin McKernan and Donald O'Hare, he's been flying this year. Attacking, attacking wise, they're, they're brilliant. Like, and they're, they're really interesting. Um, Where do you think Mooney's going to play on Sunday? I don't know. He can play in a lot of places. If I was to play him somewhere, I'd play him either as a wing forward or a wing back and give him the kind of freedom to run because running with a football, he's absolutely, he's, he's unstoppable. Um, but the way Downer playing as a full forward, he could be a target man in there. He's got the physique to play in midfield, but I'd say play him on the wings would be where I'd play him. He played in, uh, he's picked number 14 for the league final, but he played in midfield and was moved in full forward. He wasn't great in the league final. I was disappointed because you had been talking him up. Oh, he is very fast and he's a big fella, but... I don't know. Down were very disappointing in the league final. They were terrible now. Yeah. Whether they're missing a few lads. Kevin McKernan's playing centre forward. He goes back as a defender. 
they bring back most of their half forward line as well. They leave Laverty and O'Hare up on their own, and they're small forwards. And I always say when you're playing a defensive system, you need two big lads in Someone there, hit. you know, and you need strike forwards. Laverty and O'Hare are good, but they're not the top level of player. So I, mm. I'm not sure the system down playing necessarily suits. Their, their tradition are their players they lost Brennan McArdle very early in that game no, didn't yeah. They? yeah they did Mark Pollan was a massive loss too in terms yeah of he got belt yeah. in the face and didn't even start the game yeah. I, I think they're really lacking in physicality they've no big fellas like Amos yeah. Rogers or Dan Gordon in big there losses, anymore yeah. and Celtic Park is a tight enough place to be Derry has some huge men particularly with them Fergal Doherty back in midfield I just think it's going to be a bit of an arm wrestle and Dan just won't be able to cope with that sort of I mean, someone like Colin Laverty he's just so small he will just bounce off tackles he won't be unless he gets the ball in space there's very little he can do and Donald O'Hare always racks up huge scores in the league he was um, the second t- highest t- top scorer in the Division 2 this year he was the highest scorer in four- 2014 and 2013 and yet when he gets to the Championship there's absolutely no space for him Are the two lads reading too much into the Division 2 final? Because this is the team that finished top of Division 2 and all I've been hearing for the last couple of months is that Ross Common are the coming force in Connacht from what they did in Division 2, Down are missing a couple of players in that final and, well, from what I gather, you don't seem to give them much of a hope. I was, well, I was very disappointed with the Division 2 final as well, Down's performance. I was also really surprised that Down made it out of Division 2 too because with the losses they had this year and even Benny Coulter, losing Benny Coulter last year and Mary Clark, Mary Clark not being available, I didn't see them coming through so I was very surprised that they were able to, to cope with all of that completely take what Dave was saying about the physicality of the likes of Mark Lynch and Fergal Doherty and the, the space the lack of space at Celtic Park it's going to be interesting but I think that with Mark Poland back and the kind of the way that the down half backs can attack with Darrell Hannan if he's playing and if, if Mooney's running from deep I think down have the players that can cope with Derry in terms of, in terms of attack well Derry are never going to take anybody apart going forward mm. because if Mark Lynch doesn't score six points on Sunday Derry are actually going to have a little bit of a problem. They don't have a really good scoring forward Owen apart Bradley's from Owen Bradley. Yeah, Owen Bradley's and yeah. How many years now have, have we been saying that apart from Owen Bradley, Derry don't have a good scoring forward? Yeah, Seven, eight, nine, nearly ten years maybe. He made his debut in 2005. He wasn't available last year because he was, um, wasn't able to commit to the panel. Mm. This is actually his first appearance since 2013 and he only played once in that year. But if they get enough ball into him, they can rack up some scores. But again, it's I would feel Dan are looking at this game going, well, if we shut down Owen Bradley for the day and someone shuts down Mark Lynch, mm. Derry literally will not score enough points to win the match. Yeah. Wally, Derry had a bad time in Division 1. Down had a good time in Division 2. And we always talk about the difference between Division 1 and Division 2. What is, is it a huge difference when you've had a gap of two, three months? They're passing each other on the way down, mm. and like I often see, you look at the likes of Leash, the likes of Westmead, the likes of Derry, the likes of Down. Down will be coming straight back down again, and you know there's such an equal standard. Both teams they're so, at such an equal standard that it is demoralising when you're coming out of Hammerins Division One. There's four or five teams in Division One that are way ahead of most of Division Two teams, and most of Division Two teams now will come straight back down. Yeah, and it definitely affects confidence. There are complete different trajectories heading into the game you know Downer you know in good form after getting promoted and it definitely it serves teams like Down, Leash, Westmead, Derry the, it serves them no Ross benefit Common. yeah Roscommon could you know they're gamey enough and they're on the rise that they could potentially stay in Division 1 down, down I can't see that happening but it, I don't think I think it's a you know a poison chalice getting promoted into that 
into Division 1 for a lot of those teams. Uh, Derry were actually very competitive in Division 1. They went down, obviously, and the results just on paper were were dreadful. Well, I saw once. them three times. They only won once, but I saw them yeah. three times. They should have beaten Tyrone up in uh, Oma. Horrible night. They were denied by a uh, free, I think, in the 74th yeah. minute. They gave Dublin as good a run as a lot of teams will give this year, albeit it was one of the ugliest games we've ever seen in the Alliance Football League. But they only, were only beaten by four points. And they, they long, the biggest defeat that they had was a seven-point defeat to Kerry. They were actually far more competitive than their relegation would suggest. I think they'll have taken an awful lot of positives out of the league, far more than we would um, believe looking from the outside in. I actually think Brian McIver won't be overly upset about the fact that they were relegated, and he will have taken an awful lot from the manner in which they set themselves up and defensively how they set themselves up from time to time. And for that reason, I think... That in terms of what they took from the league neither side really has an advantage there and we are reading way too much in and we, we should stop talking about the Division 2 final against Roscommon it has no relevance to this game whatsoever you don't think so? Why? because there was no Poland they were down to 14 men just before half time it was 6 weeks ago and there, for even that's just 3 reasons alone and they um, I definitely think it's an indication of course it's an indication it's a final it's a division 2 final you know just because there's a player or two missing they were poor on the day I understand the sending off is, is something but I would definitely look at that and think that there is a little bit of relevance only I to get an indication of how they're going to set up defensively yeah. in terms of where, where they are whether they're the playing well or not I wouldn't be reading a huge amount into it yeah I just thought that it, it, the look of their team didn't look right to me, you know, and they can't change. They're not going to change that. Well, now. that won't change apart from being having fifteen men and Mark Poland on the pitch. Poland can only. I remember against Derry two years ago. Do you remember we were yeah, there? We got a very good goal, but he was only outstanding in the second half, wasn't yeah. he? Because they had him in the inside forward line of the first half, barely touched the ball. He was told at half time by James McCartan, "Don't need to see a tracking back. Don't want you to defend. I just want you to get on the ball." And suddenly he started to really dictate things. I think we gave him the man of the match that day. It was purely based on how well he played in the second half. Yeah. So that's Derry against Down live here on Off the Ball. Two o'clock throw in on Sunday, Dave. And what, are you <laughs> <laughs> what a pro! <laughs> Is that you're not happy with Dave on being on commentary? <laughs> just you just have yourself a drink there. Hey, it's only the podcast, Wooly. I did that on purpose. You'll be doing that on air as well. Can we look forward to that? You no, need a light right. refreshment. You can delete, you can edit that out, but you won't. No, I will. I'll be most certainly <laughs> leaving that in. Remember now when we're at Celtic Park as well. You're on mic. All the time. True, true. So if we go to another match where something exciting is happening, if we come back, I'm going to be at the Aviva. If we happen to come back, if there's a goal between Ireland and England, if you could avoid going, what are we going to that idiot for? <laughs> I did not say that. I, I got sense somebody what he was thinking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, tune in for that on Sunday. Tomorrow evening in Tullamore, more or less the same time as the Champions League final. So I won't lie, I'll, I'll watch a little bit of your McIntyre on, yeah. on Sky. Kildare against Leash. Am I going a little bit Sky Sports News slightly over the top if I say Kildare lose this? Jason Ryan won't be around for the qualifiers? Yes, you definitely are. Think? I don't think there's any chance they're going to sack him between a possible Leinster Championship quarter-final defeat and the opening round of the qualifiers. Two relegations in a row. I have, but it's not really done. When's the last time? Dave, you understand how much Kildare hate losing to Leash. This will be a huge blow to Ryan. He could go if they lose. I'd be astonished. I'm not. Uh, I know. I'm not saying I'd be astonished if Leash win the game. I'd be astonished if Leash win the game and Jason is gone before the qualifiers. There isn't much precedent for that. It would obviously that would need to come from the players. Probably, yeah. yeah. But I heard like you hear rumours of of the camp not being all that happy. Now, whether you believe that or not, but the results would bear it out that it's it's not a happy camp. What aren't they happy about? 
I would say being relegated twice in a row. Uh, I don't know. Tomas O'Connor left the panel. Mm. Um, a couple of lads, Mick Foley, who's an ex All Star, he left the panel earlier. Daniel this Flynn year, left you know. the panel. He left the panel. Missing um, Keith Cribben through injury. Niall Kelly looks like Hugh he's injured Hugh through injury. Hugh Peter Hugh Kelly looks like he's injured. Hugh McGrillan dropped off the panel to go travel. Doesn't sa- like it's not. These are not the actions of a team that all are in it together and think they're going somewhere, mm. going places. Well, it really has been an awful two years. They've played nineteen league and championship games and they've lost thirteen of them. And going into Division Three, I mean, for next season, look, we wow. saw Armagh do very well in Division or get relegated from Division Two last year and do very well in the championship. Yeah. And they've come up immediately from Division Three this year. Kildare will look to do something similar. This is a really close game, I think. It's a derby game. It's on, on 7 o'clock on a Saturday evening. It's got all the ingredients, particularly now that the Dublin-Galway hurling replay is preceding it, mm. of everything that you'd want in a big grand, a provincial grand, on a Saturday evening in the summer. I just hope that Kildare and Leash actually put up a really good game because it should be an open enough game given the way the two teams like to play. All right, stop advertising it, all right? People will watch <laughs> it. If they're into it, they'll watch it. No one will watch the second half because the Champions League will be <laughs> Well, anyone who's gone to the ground to you watch it will almost certainly box. stay. You could walk out of the commentary box, go down, make yourself a cup of tea, have absolute silence and there won't be one tweet or text in to say, what's after happening? <laughs> <laughs> what an attack. Wow, jeez. What an Way to build up. Don't come Champions in here to get your ego built up on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. But number one, Tommy, I bet you Tommy will watch. Uh, will you watch Kildare against Leash? I'll watch a little bit of it, but the Champions League final, obviously. Yeah, but if you're doing that, all you need to do is just watch Kildare I'll Leash, watch it record well. the first half yeah, hour of the course, Champions League yeah. final. Don't watch the halftime analysis. Fast forward through a couple of injuries in the second half, and you'll be caught up by the time the trophy's been lifted. Tommy, it is the most competitive fixture in Leinster. Are these the second and third best teams in Leinster? I'm sure Meath uh, would no, have something to say about that. Me have been in three Leinster finals in a row, but uh, the Kildare team doesn't really inspire any confidence. Like they're missing Niall Kelly; he's very important. Oh, I don't know. I, I, we've heard nothing from the Kildare camp over the last three months since they've been relegated. They've been very, very quiet. Mm. They just, I'm not, I just don't believe in them. I don't believe in this Kildare team. I don't think that they'll, they can turn it around. I'm probably way off the mark here, but they have a big injury issue going into this game, Kildare. You talk about potential trouble in the camp. Does that feed into that? That there's guys who are potentially 50-50, that if you were in a successful team, you would make sure you were on the pitch tomorrow evening? Or when you've got a little bit of a niggle, things aren't going well, you're maybe not happy with management, you maybe kind of step uh, aside? I don't think that's so. A stretch, I, that's yeah. a stretch, yeah. I don't think you so. You train either. all year and you, yeah. there, you have a chance of playing, but just because... i let it that bit out. You'd be mad to, <laughs> you'd be, you'd be mad to Leash will win this. I think Leash will win this game because Leash will destroy Kildare in midfield. Kildare have two wing back, two half backs yeah. in the midfield. Leash's midfield is their strongest line on the field. John O'Loughlin's a beast of a man. Quigley's, uh, Quigley's excellent at, at fetching. No one will be able to fetch with Quigley. And every Begley leash wing kick, back is another midfield. strong wing back too. Every Leash kick out will go straight to Quigley. He was outstanding against Carlo and Leash will dominate that area and Kildare do not have a Munley, the likes of Munley and Kingston in full forward line. No. Kingston played centre forward against Carlo. I'd say he'll play full forward against uh, Kildare with Ross Munley. Paul Kingston, his younger brother, is in there too. Different type of player to Don. He likes to get out in front and win ball. That'll, they'll be the three forwards that they leave up all the time. Half forward line will work. I think Leash should be too strong for, for that Kildare team. A full, full strength Kildare team, maybe not, but that Kildare team picked for tomorrow night, Leash, yeah. Leash should be too good for them. I'm waiting, Molly, for Leash to do something significant. We thought it might come last year during the qualifiers when they started off. During the qualifiers, yeah. they were on the good side of the draw, mm. and then they just 
imploded against Tipperary. No one saw that coming. Everybody expected Tipperary to be competitive, but for Leash to lose and com- concede the score they did that day that was, was completely out of the blue. That for 40 minutes, they probably gave Dublin more trouble than anyone else in last year's championship, aside from Donegal. And they have so many players of significant experience, the likes of Alockton, Begley, Quigley, Kingston, um, Monolly. They've got a smattering of really good young players as well. Couple Nile of guys Donner, you should look out for. Nile Donner as well, another man good. with years of experience. Very good little And player. what I'm just waiting for, Wooly, for them to beat a top eight side yeah, or a top six to side. When is it going to happen? They don't have the defence. Um, Dave, they're, they're under pressure. Their two cornerbacks are very small. Their centre-half back is very small. Strong and Begley are good attacking wing-backs, but defending, I'm not so sure. Leash, Cat, Leash will struggle to keep scores down. That's their problem. From number eight onwards... They're a match for anyone as far mm. as I'm concerned. But I think the defenders are not tight enough to their men. And I think the kind of defensive system Leash are using now is, you know, when the other team's attacking, they're dropping back. And when Leash are attacking, they're, they're trying to attack. But they've no full-time... They don't use a full-time sweep. Well, they, uh, they're not they're using too a open. full-time sweeper. Mm. I think they're a little bit too open. And not the natural man-markers that they need to be at the top... To be beating the top eight teams. Yeah, but do you think they have it in their locker if they were set up correctly and tactically had themselves structured a certain way that they actually have players that could play Donegal in a, in a round four qualifier, for example, and beat them? They weren't far off Donegal last year, yeah. were they? Uh, two, two, years two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a Donegal team that subsequently we oh, saw were all over the place. Yes. Yeah, 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 and they were destroyed that. by Mayo in the following yeah. game. But, I mean, they, yeah, they got to an All Ireland quarterfinal three years ago. They have a lot of the similar players that were there. Very unlucky to lose to Dublin that day. It was an own goal, mm. actually, that killed them that day off the uh, the fist of Michael Darmacauley. Yeah, I just I would be an admirer of Leash, and I just think that they've got players who can hurt one of the bigger teams. I'm not rating Kildare as one of the bigger teams at the moment. I would agree with Wally. I think Leash will have too much for them tomorrow night. Have you got the inside line on the hurlers, Wally? What's going on with the Ched Meister? Well, the Ched's back and Matthew Whelan's back centre half back, which I think. Why is was Matthew Whelan one of the players who Matthew played? Matthew Whelan yeah. the main one. So what did he play? Was it a challenge game or? Played in the challenge game, yeah. He played a half, but it was a day after a, a championship game mm. against the last championship game when they beat Westmead. And that's just stupid. You can't go play a challenge match with your club when you don't have permission two weeks before. Now Cheddar overreacted, but if Matthew Whelan's crime was so severe that Cheddar walked. How is he back on the team? Hmm. Yeah. He was thrown off the panel. Cheddar walked. Well, now they probably Cheddar's had to clear back. the air meeting no, and say, "Listen, happen, yeah. no, it can't. Ha- doesn't happen, lads. If 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 a manager walks out on his team, well, then surely the person he's annoyed with doesn't start doesn't start to follow. Well, him. if the reaction was so extreme, he obviously realised that gee, I've I've overreacted here, and he's come yeah. back. Is it part of coming back not accepting the fact that he maybe? didn't have to walk out yeah, like you have both those it. strands Tommy where the manager accepts that he walked for a reason but maybe he overreacted mm. and the player 100% accepts that he should not have done it he do, the yeah. two of them have come together in the same room and said this to each other I think there's every there's a reason for him to play yeah, come back in onto the panel you don't come back in onto the starting it's team really not a crucial member of that Leash team That's as well neither here nor there. and they it's can win here. this game it's, it's they ne- could win this game it's neither here nor there. there there's rules to be followed if you don't follow the rules and a manager creates such a scene, you don't come straight back into the starting team. You sit, you'll have to come back into the panel and, and serve some sort of punishment. Well, Matthew Whelan said that he's dedicated 15 years to the county, playing against Westmead, I realised myself that some of my sharpness was missing, and I thought, and with this thought in my mind and the impending match against Offaly coming up, I decided to play half of the practice match on Monday night with my own club, Boris 
kill Cotton. That's you can enough. imagine when he heard that mm. word had got back to Cheddar and Cheddar had resigned, he sort of went, oh shit. <laughs> well, why that not escalated just, rather why not quickly. Ring your manager. I feel I'm a little rusty. I wouldn't mind getting 30, 35 minutes under my belt today. He wasn't rusty, if I play. Dave. He wasn't rusty. And so why did more, he play? He played all the league games. He was on the treatment table a good bit during the league. So you're telling me a half an hour with your club at the day after a championship match when your hamstrings are tight, your legs aren't loose. You think that was a good decision. It was madness. It was stupid and it was against the rules and he shouldn't have done it. Should now, be a good game. I think this would be a really competitive game. At least Offaly, Port Leash have three. Offaly beat I'd be worried if, if I was Offaly in that Leash have got plenty of games under their belt where Offaly... Beat us. Offaly hmm. don't. And... Um, Hopefully a very average league, as at Leash, obviously, in Division 2 as well. But it was a hugely competitive Hopefully Division 2 Limerick. when you've got Wexford, Limerick. Yeah, but they were nowhere near going up. You've got Wexford, Limerick and Waterford all in the same division. So it's no shame to be finishing fourth or fifth in that division. But I haven't seen anything from Offaly to suggest that they are capable of just walking in to a ground and beating Leash comfortably. Uh, Westmeath, Wexford is the other game in Leinster. That's in Mullingar at half three. Tomorrow, Tullamore, the replay, Dublin against Galway Aidan Hart late free saving Galway last weekend anything stand out in this game in the original drone game Tommy I suppose Joe Canning's lack of influence on the game Peter Kelly is missing this week with a hamstring injury so and he was, was missing for hand, most of last week as well was he Canning's, was taken off yeah. the first half Canning's hand injury did it have that much of a bearing on, on its performance also? have teams figured out Joe Canning I, know, I know he's such here. a genius. You, can, you he's sixteen stitches in his hand. Yeah, come on, sixteen stitches. Come on, is right. Well, is is the why was he playing if he had sixteen stitches in his hand? Well, because he's obviously how much better will the hand be a week later? Yeah. that's one question. Having played how last much, weekend, how much of an influence on his performance did the hand injury actually mm. have? We don't know the answer to that question either. Does Anthony Cunningham know where to play him? We must ask ourselves that question fifty times a year. Certainly, every in the build up to every goal, did about three podcasts on that last summer. <laughs> exactly, we probably did it the previous summer as well and every other radio station would have done the exact same thing no one knows just yet exactly what to play it seems. I'd, I'd, I think that the question you ask yourself after a drawn game like that is how which of the two teams has more room for improvement I would have thought that Dublin would have had because they conceded a lot of goal chances against Galway none of their heavy hitters played well Conal Keeney was anonymous John, John McCaffrey barely touched the ball Liam Rush had two points from play one in each half but in between the two points did absolutely nothing and Ryan O'Dwyer I think got two possessions in the entire game Shute was very good they were relying solely on Mark Shute and on um, uh, Danny Sutcliffe I think if more of those guys I've mentioned have bigger games tomorrow Dublin will have a huge amount to improve the other hurling game and the biggest hurling game of the weekend you could argue Waterford against Cork Munster hurling semi-final Semple at 4 o'clock on Sunday Waterford the league champions and while I guess the football community kind of kill each other over how bad football is the hurling community spend their entire time patting each other on the back but it still does seem a bit crazy that whoever wins this game is straight into is guaranteed a place in an All-Ireland quarterfinal from one game Well how, how different is it to the football championship where if, if Kerry win one game in mm. Munster they're within 70 minutes of an All-Ireland quarterfinal I mean it's not dramatically different it's a fair point. But this game, do you remember last year? I'm just year? throwing it out there. <laughs> I know, this. it's like a leaving sir question. You're throwing out a statement and yeah. discuss full stop as afterwards. And that's yeah. absolutely fair yeah. enough. You remember when Gooch um, tore his cruise last year? Was it February of last year? Yeah. 
and everybody who loves GA just had this deep sigh of regret that they weren't going to get to watch him play yeah. over the course of the summer. I felt the exact same when Porig Mahoney, the news came through with his broken leg because he was so impressive was in brilliant. the league, so good last year, and he's so important to Waterford, who are a team, I think, anyone who would have watched Hurling in the early noughties loved Waterford, and they want Waterford to be sort of their second team when it comes to the championship, and his loss is such a, a damaging loss for them isn't huge, he after what he did loss. against Cork in the league final as well yeah Mahoney and Patrick Corgan they're the two most relied upon players Cork's Patrick Corgan in terms of scoring I just don't see where Waterford are going to pick up the flack from in terms of their scorers like they're and Morris Shannon apparently is 50-50 yeah. as well and well he would be the free taker if he if was Mahoney's playing, not right, right yeah. exactly so, so you're, you've lost your two best free takers how sure is, Ma- is Morris Shanahan out? Well, judging from the comments from Noel Connors in the press this week, yeah. the Waterford defender, Morris is 50-50 at best. Okay. And like, man, he's, such, he's only 23, but he's such a leader in that team as well. He would have played with a lot of them young lads the whole way through and they would have been the man he looked to. He's such a big loss. If Manny was there, I'd be quite confident that Waterford would be able to... Like, Cork going to be a different animal than they were in the league, the league final, obviously, but I'd be quite confident that Waterford will go far this year. How, uh, yeah, how many how many times have Jimmy Barry Murphy, his background team, and the players have sat down and watched through the DVD of the league final? Oh. They were tactically completely outthought. Yeah, They've time, had yeah. a month now Is that not to make sure they get that right. Every uh, yeah. every second game. That they're outthought tactically. tactically. Yeah. yeah. It does seem to happen. I they can't were, see Jimmy Barry looking at videos of matches to, to tweak his team tactically. Well, sure did he learn well. much from the All-Ireland final, between the All-Ireland final and the replay? The much change in the... In terms of their approach in them games? Well, I suppose they would have felt that they were All-Ireland champions within 30 seconds of being All-Ireland champions. So did they need to dramatically change things from the drawn game to the replay? It was only a Donald O'Donovan heroic mm. Hail Mary score that actually prevented Cork from winning the All-Ireland. The so great thing is that the, view the narrative is already written from a Cork point of view. If they lose, Jimmy Barry's tactics are outdated. The game has moved on. He's just not keeping up. He's holding Cork back. If they win... Sure, he keeps things simple. Doesn't go for any of this fancy stuff. He's not trying to outthink the opposition, and players love that. Yeah, it's yeah. old school. He, I'd say Jimmy Barry would be more into a bit, maybe a bit like Mick O'Dwyer, into motivating the team. In not necessarily tact, doing much tactically or yeah. setting up any different. Play fifteen lads, you know, concentrate on the skills, motivate your players, and being the legend that both of them are, they get. They often get the response, but they are so skillful, aren't they? They're probably the most skillful team in the country, and they've got so many brilliant forwards. Is it uh, is it almost Joe Schmidt esque that you concentrate on the basics, repetition, over and over again, and it's quite a simple game plan, and that everyone knows exactly what they're doing? Well, Joe Schmidt was tactically up there with the best coaches of the last fifteen years. Yeah, Joe Schmidt with Ireland. And worse, yeah, well, and with Leinster as well. For certainly in the last two years of his time at Leinster, we're sitting here questioning Jimmy Barry Murphy's tactical greatness. And yeah, I, and I no, don't. I'm, know if that's quite, I'm saying, not, I'm saying with Joe Schmidt that during his time at Ireland, it's been quite a simple game plan. I know he has more, but that is that what Jimmy Barry Murphy is all about. He did do Joe, the basics yeah. very, very well. He doesn't don't have the make many mistakes that Jimmy Barry Murphy has at his disposal. The likes of Pat Horgan, Alan Cadigan, uh, Conor Lehan three of the most skillful players we've seen over the last five or six Alan years. Alan Cadigan's yet to... I like Harnady. I love Harnady and Lahan. I think uh, Cadigan's yet to really prove himself. Well, it's only his second year. Yeah. Um, and he did win a Munster Championship medal last year, so he hasn't done too badly in his two years. But you, I'm, oh, the point I'm making is that any team that has those sort of guys in it that have had three to four weeks to learn from the previous game against the same opponents, if Cork don't come on hugely for that league final, I'd be absolutely amazed. And you, the other question is, surely Waterford won't be as good as they were not only because of the personnel they've lost but because Cork have had a month to figure them out 
Dave, Wooly, Tommy, thank you very much Cheers, for your time. Thank Enjoy you. your long trip to Celtic Park on Sunday. we got loads of great GEA on off the ball over the weekend. Don't forget we're on the air at the earlier time of one tomorrow and noon on Sunday. Our Friday GEA podcast is in association with GAA Go, official home for live and on-demand GAA match streaming worldwide. We will talk to you next week.